is going to be a little bit different to normal church. Today, we're going to hear from um, some of our leaders of our team of kids' church, youth church, um, our associate pastors and Adrian. And we're going to be hearing their heart and their passion for this year of 2019 and what they feel like God wants to do this year. In that, we're also going to be blessing and praying for all you guys that are serving amongst us too, which is pretty much 99.9% of this church. We have the most amazing church because everybody is playing. Nobody is left out and everybody is having a great time. And I just want to say this church blows my mind on how you guys just get in there and get the job done, but also do it with passion and do it with zeal for Jesus. And I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you so much for being such an amazing family. Now how this is going to work is I've given uh, our team 2.5 minutes each to speak. So let's take a vote. Who thinks Rod can do it? (laughs) So I'm going to invite Laura and Rod up first. Laura and Rod are our awesome uh, kids ministry leaders. They oversight kids ministry and families, young families, toddlers. And what I've asked them to do, now this is going to be a great interpretation of what I've asked them to do, is to share their passion and their heart for what God is going to do this year in their area. Okay? So just encourage them, give them a round of applause, Rod and Laura. Thank you. We just got a little bit of setting up to do. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> okay, so um, the other day I was talking to a friend and she was explaining to me and getting quite upset that her kids had stated that they hated church. Um, and they didn't want to go. These kids were only three and five, like it'll probably change, but she was actually visibly upset that this was a problem. And the person, another person in the conversation was like, oh, don't all kids hate going to church? And I'm like, I said, no, actually, my kids actually love going to church. They count down the days to Sunday. They can't wait to get here. (laughs) They're sitting in the front here. Um, And yeah, they actually legitimately love going to church. (laughs) Um, And I, had a, I was thinking, why is it the case that they love coming to church? And it's because they love and value the community that Freedom Centre brings. They love the feeling of being loved and being themselves and having fun while doing that. Um, and they want to know more about God and the stories that he's done. Um, and my heart for this year is that like our kids, all of us can learn what it looks like to have a healthy community and family. That freedom is a place for people to feel like they belong and that they are loved and celebrated. That everyone can be real and be themselves no matter what that looks like. The biggest thing, if I was to name one, which there are a million, is that Rod and I are thankful for this year, or actually since starting Freedom Centre, is the growth and change in our marriage. Regardless of circumstances and what's happening, we've continued to grow and none of that has stopped us from doing that. We've, got, we've built a strong foundation for our kids. If we can see marriages and families restored and functioning well and loving each other like ours has been and Jesus brought into homes, this will shine throughout the valley, into our schools, our sports communities, our play groups, music groups, families, friends, whatever you're part of, this will be impacted. My heart is to see families restored and functioning well and this starts with us. It starts with us choosing to change, choosing to look into our home and make a conscious choice to just say it, but practically change it. Have the hard conversations. Be willing to hear that you're not actually perfect. (laughs) Some of you won't want to hear that, but you're not. (laughs) Because all of us have something that we can change and improve on. So if we as adults can pave the way for this next generation that they can see how a husband and wife love each other, 
how a church community can do life together and how families function well together in love, then this will continue on to the next generation and the next generation and generation and generation and just keep going. So for our, our heart is to see this generation, us, teach the next generation what healthy family, healthy marriages look like. It's good. Good job, Lorna. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Hold on. There's this story um, in the Bible, funny enough, and it's pretty pretty critical uh, time in the Israelites' life. And Moses has just died, and Joshua, God has just told Joshua that He's going to bless him and make him the same great leader as Moses was. And the and the uh, the the older generation have died off because they never made it. The younger generation. Are Heading into the heading into the promised land, and God said to Joshua, "Get the get the um, get the priest carrying the ark of the covenant to take two steps into the river, and, the, and then the river will stop." And 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 that's exactly what happened. Josh said to the to the uh, priest carrying the ark of the covenant, "Take two steps in, and upstream the river will stop." And the and the and the priest holding the ark of the covenant stood there in the middle of the river on dry ground with a with a wall of water back further upstream. And in God's uh, God's humour, He puts in the, puts in the Bible the river was actually overflowing. Just in case there was no doubt that the the river was low, He goes the river was overflowing, and God stopped it. And so the ark of the covenant sitting in the middle, and all the Israelites, the new generation of Israelites, are coming through. And God says to Joshua. Send 12 people, send, send 12 people from, from each tribe back in front of the Ark of the Covenant and pick up 12 rocks. And so 12, 12 people, they, they weren't named from each, each tribe, Jay, Jay, all Jacob's sons, and went down and, and picked up rocks and poured them, brought them back to the other side of the bank on the side that they were living. They took them back to the camp that night. People bring, they stacked them up. And then the Ark of the Covenant comes out and the water starts flowing again. And then the critical story is, critical part of the story is that people start to question. They're like, as people are setting up camp, they're like, hey, Joshua, what, why are these rocks here? What is this for? And Joshua responds exactly like this. Then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you will then you'll tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan River on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes and then he kept it dry until you're all across, just as he did at the Red Sea. He did this so that all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and that and so you might fear the Lord for your reverence. It also says a bit earlier on that, in, in that same section, about 10 verses earlier, that this is so you can teach your generation after generation of how good God is. Isn't that cool? This memorial, these rocks, Joshua built it out of faithfulness to God on purpose so that for generations to come, I don't know whether it's actually still literally there, but it says it can still be there, seen to this day. And that so generation after generation, it can be taught through families for years and years to come of what God has done freeing the Israelites from, the, um, from slavery. And church, I want to know, I don't even know why I'm crying again. <laughs> this is the year that Freedom Centre is going to set its biblical roots so deep that it will not be, it will not be blown around in the next wave of teaching that comes through this door. And I want to know, as parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles, will you partner with us in the next year and years to come to take your responsibility seriously, to actually learn the Bible yourself and then teach it to your kids? We're limited like a teacher at school. We can only do so much unless your parents take it home too. My heart is to see parents, firstly, 
understanding the Bible that they can then teach their kids. This year in Kids Church, I'm going to teach the goods out of this thing in practical stories that they can actually understand. And I want you guys to understand your responsibility as parents, that this is your responsibility too, not just mine, not just Aidan Nicole's. This is everyone's. You have kids, you're a follower of Christian, you're a follower of God, this is your job too. And, and, and I want you to go away today thinking, what memorials have I built in my house that I can actually teach? What stories can I teach my kids day in, day out? Aunties, uncles, grandparents, doesn't matter. You know, we sing songs like, I'll sing your praises, I'll sing of your something, something, like, I don't know what it was. <laughs> to the likes of, I'll sing, sing of your goodness forever. Then what that looks like is, you tell everyone, you tell the generations to come. I'm done. Hi guys, how are you going? <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be here and sharing with you guys. Um, when I asked Jesus about um, what he wanted to do this year in youth, I got two words and they were intimacy and connection. And I don't mean intimacy as intimacy and lots of youth babies, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean as... Yes. I mean... A close heart connection. I mean, um, a lot of us may have heard intimacy, like explained before, as intimacy. So seeing who the real you is and being vulnerable, transparent, getting to be ourselves. And that means being loved and celebrated for who we really are, not this show of who we are on the outside. He also showed me a curly whirly bar, which is awesome if you haven't tried one you should try one chewy caramel goodness um and how it was all interconnected it's entwined in um each other and so there's two bits but um what he showed me is that um just that this year be a year where the youth become entwined in Jesus and that you can't separate them from Jesus that no matter what life you know, what happens in life, but they'll be so entwined in each other that nothing will separate them. So, yeah, if you, like, try and pull it apart, you can't really pull them, separate which one is them and which one is Jesus. So, anyway, um, so, yeah, like, Jesus modelled this in doing life together and we want to do life with the youth and be more connected in with them and their journey of being intimate with um, Jesus. So this year we're excited to, the practical changes are, is that we're going to start youth half an hour earlier. So um, we got the feedback that they wanted more of youth group, which is awesome. So um, yeah, we're going to have time at the end for small groups because I'm really passionate about small groups and doing life together. It's not good enough just to be like being like deep heart connections at camps once a year but we want to be journeying doing life each week what's happening what's been going on in your week so we can actually walk beside each other and it's not just youth leader to youth it's actually the youth teaching encouraging inspiring each other what they're learning so yeah I'm just really passionate about small groups because I feel like it's going to just really yeah encourage and change heaps of things um, and then we're also running um, a youth leaders program, which is awesome that, you know, 15, 16 year olds can learn how to lead already for this next wave generation coming through. So we've got um, Matt, Jamo, Jade and Kathleen that felt that um, Jesus asked them to do that this year. So we're really excited that they'll be leading the grade five, sixes in um, 
kids' church this year. So it's like we're getting to know the next generation coming through where these guys get to, you know, be empowered to lead. And, yeah, I'm really excited about that in part two. So, yeah, just get excited for what youth has for this year and I feel like there's lots of exciting stories to come. So... Um, my visual represent yes, please. My visual representation um, here is a member of the youth, a nice olive, or it could be one of you. It could be any of us. Now olives are awesome and they're flesh. Tastes pretty good. But what it is about olives is I've got a jar full of olives. And let's just say this is our youth community, our youth family. Olives themselves. Um, they can't be lit. Let's, let's have a look. They don't ignite. The flesh just doesn't ignite. But if we, if we do a bit of process with it, it can be. So can I get Malcolm, uh, Marley and Joanne to come down, please? Pop a glove on. Choose a hand, any hand. You only get one. Oh, so there you go. Now, can you guys just um, squeeze these olives? I didn't mean to put the water in there. Give these olives a bit of a squeeze. Just try and really get that flesh pounded and squeeze the goodness out of it. See, the truth is about olives is when you squeeze them, just start squeezing, guys, get into it. <laughs> so why do I have these guys here? I've got a father of, of a girl from youth. I've got a youth leader, I've got someone from our church. It takes all of us to do this. What it is, is we've got to refine each other, like iron sharpens iron. We're refining each other and the flesh is still awesome, the flesh still remains. But as you refine it, you squeeze out the cells of that oil that's within the olives. Yeah? So these guys are squeezing away. Thanks, guys, that'll do. Now, there's been oil released in there, but... They're still separate molecules. So how do you get it together? Well, you bring the Holy Spirit in. When you pour the water in, as we know, oil floats on, tops of, on the top of water, and that's how we collect the oil. Now, we haven't really done enough refining here. There's a sheen on there if you can look closely, but I've got some olive oil I've prepared. <laughs> and uh, basically, so the Holy Spirit is part of this whole process of bringing out who we truly are. The flesh of each of us is awesome. Like Jesus made us all unique and awesome and beautiful. But who we truly are, and I'm not saying what the world says we are, it's who does Jesus say we are. That's what actually can be lit on fire. Let's have a look. Let's put some uh, oil in there. Floats on top. So we're upheld by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and then we're a bright light for the world. Here we go. Controlled experiment. <laughs> All right. So, guys, watch this space. Watch our youth light up. Watch them burn on fire for Jesus and be a light in this dark world. This is a generation that's going to bring change and going to go further than any of us can go. But us as youth leaders, we can't do it alone. And as parents, we can't do it alone. As a church, we can't do it alone. We've got to be a beautiful community that works together and where we work in that process of refining each other. And then we call, work with the Holy Spirit in bringing out who we truly are. And then we light up. So thank you. Better? I'm all nervous. I've like so many things that I want to say. I'm trying to make it 2.5 minutes is a little bit tricky when I want to express the passion of, of what I've been learning and reading and, yeah, what's on my heart for 2019. So I will try and start at the beginning. Oh, there's one of the props. Okay, so 
so much stuff that I want to share has sort of been shared a little bit. But I wanted to say that everybody that's... We've seen how many kids we have here. And I believe that every kid that is here has a destiny, that they have a supernatural calling that God wants to call them into. I believe that that's the same for everyone here, that within us there is a destiny that God wants to call us into. And for us to do that, we kind of need to, to learn. We need to know what step we need to take to be at the next level. This week, the last two weeks actually, my daughter has been in swimming, Vic Swim, and she started in A and she did not like putting her face under the water at all, but we are two weeks in and she held her face under the water for 13 seconds, which is a big win for her and she's moved up to B. But the thing is, without learning the things that she needed to learn in A, she couldn't get to B. And when I look at kids, beautiful Miller here, the destiny that is on her life means that I don't want her to just reach B. I want her to go down to Z so that she can reach the fullness of what God has for her at Z and beyond. But if we aren't able to teach her the steps just to get from A to B, then we're actually robbing her from being able to hold the fullness and the destiny that God has for her life. So similar to what Lorna shared is that my passion is that everybody in this church, whether they have children and are parenting or whether they are grandparenting, they are part of this family and we love each other. And in this family... Everybody has different levels of their maturity in the spirit. We have some babies, we have some teenagers, we have some young men and women, and we have some mothers and fathers. But how are we going to make this whole community a community where we grow up mothers and fathers in the faith? We can't get to there if we don't have the consistency and the growth of character and healthy relationships, healthy families and homes and my passion is that this year we be intentional and that we speak into the lives of our physical children and the children that are around us and being able to have the humility of heart to say I don't know how to do this well and I need help. Just probably three weeks ago um, I needed help with my beautiful daughter Olivia, who is a princess and who has a strong will. And I wasn't sure how to handle parenting her from a kingdom perspective, where I could love her and bring out of her what God has put in her and not just be forcing her to do what I think is the right thing to do. Um, so I went to a spiritual mother in the church. And I said, I don't know what to do. I need help. And I was given wisdom. And I've been reading a lot. And I can share my story later because I'm probably taking way too long. But I have restored hope in how I parent my daughter. And she's responding to me in a way that I didn't recognise I was missing. So that's one part <laughs> of what I'm passionate about, but yeah, just that we be intentional about what does God value and how do we put our resources, our time and our energy into what God values. Um, also in this church, I kind of um, help to facilitate the finances and the resources of this church. And it's funny how as soon as we say, do you have time, could we catch up for a coffee? People are like, yeah, yeah, that's sure. That's fine. But then when we say, could you put in, because there's a family that needs help, do you have any money? It sort of feels a bit different. But what I'm learning is that all of the resources that we've been given is an opportunity to put towards what God values. My time is limited. My energy is limited. 
So I can only give a certain amount of those things. But the resources of money that flows through my hands, it's unlimited because my father is generous. He doesn't hold back. So the generosity of all of you, all of the money that is put into blessing what God is doing at Freedom Centre and the decisions that we make and how we steward and honour what you give is directed towards what does God value. Sometimes we make decisions where our account balance doesn't actually really match up, but we go, this is what God values and this is what he's telling us to invest in. So we can't not invest in what God is investing in. So whether this is family and how we invest in our children, our resources and how we use them, it's my passion that this year we step into what does God value? What is he speaking to you? How are we building into our amazing children so that we don't rob them of their destiny because we didn't learn the stuff that we needed to learn to get to our next step because the growth that we have up until the point that they then step out into the world, we can limit them. And I don't want to limit my kids. I don't want us to limit the Freedom Centre children that they grow up to be mothers and fathers of the faith. So I kind of went off my little list, but that's all right. What I wanted to do as well is, as you notice, we've had some fun props. Um, I believe this stuff. Like, I'm not just saying this. I mean it. And I want to invest because my father is generous. I want to honour what he honours. And I want to do it from my hip pocket with my time. And I want to be a joyful giver because our God has abundance beyond our imagining and for us to step into the supernatural of what the next looks like so that we can see the next and our kids can see the next and the next, then we need to to do this too from a heart that is sold out to God and that is saying, I know I will have enough because my God, he's a good God. So I want to bless Darren with $50, and I'll bless you and honour you with whatever God has for you and for your next step. I bless you. And I want to honour Evie. I want to bless you with what God is doing in your life, and I honour you and the destiny that's on your life. Love you, beautiful. Um, yeah, what she said. <laughs> Chelsea is a woman of excellence and her excellence just flowed out there through Jesus. So nothing I can say can really uh, add to that. I might as well sit down. Um, sorry? She did. So I will shorten mine to offset... She can buy some seconds, some of my seconds later. Um, yeah, so like Charles was talking about, we already see heaven on earth here in Freedom Centre. We already see a kingdom culture establishing. We operate in a kingdom culture. We already see a culture of honour just like Charles um, demonstrated then. But that's not it. Like, that is a small piece of heaven on earth that we're experiencing. It's a small piece of kingdom culture. It's a small piece of a culture of honour. And sometimes we can feel like, oh, like it's here. We've arrived. We're in it. But it's not it. We're only seeing a few drops of heaven on earth. And I suppose our heart for this year is not to settle and become somewhat stagnant and um, settling in what we already have, but to hunger for more, more of the kingdom of God on earth, more for heaven on earth, more more culture of honour, more 
more of everything that Jesus has for us, essentially. Um, so we, we have a hunger for more this year, a hunger for more miracles, um, a hunger to see things on earth that haven't been seen before. We believe that's going to happen this year. Um, the culture of honour is looking at someone and seeing the good in them, seeing the gold in them, um, honouring them for who they are and not for who they're not. I think that's something we already do really well, but to see that go to the next level, we're just going to experience a whole other level of heaven on earth. So I just want to encourage everyone in that today. It's kind of like this box, like it's a clear box. You can see the gold inside it. There's lots of gold in there, lots of yummy gold. And I could talk more and more about that, but we're running out of time. So I just want to honour a few people today for their gold. Um, Sorry, we don't have time to honour everyone, but there's just so much gold in this room and a lot of gold that people don't see, people don't notice because it happens behind the scenes. People are sometimes hiding it, but there's just so much gold here. And and there's a couple of people I just want to honour this morning, like Josh Bromelow up here, most of you wouldn't realise, but he came here early, he scrubbed the toilets, made them smell pretty, laid down his life for all of us by cleaning the toilets so we can all enjoy nice, clean, nice smelling toilets. I just honour you this morning, Josh, for that. Um, there's a whole family of people here that drive down from Yay regularly, like that's from out in the country, way out there. They drive all the way from Yay to Hillsville to be in family, to be in community. And I just want to honour your commitment and your sacrifice for travelling large distances in pursuit of Jesus. So we just honour you guys for that this morning. I'll do some more after, so we can keep going. We could do two more. Sweet. Cool. Um, there's a few in that row too. The, yep. Um, I wasn't actually going to do this one here, but Jesus must have made this all happen on the same Sunday. But I just want to honour Rod and Laura Beams for being the most astounding kids pastors I've ever had the privilege and honour of, of serving with. <laughs> they, they are astounding. We saw their heart this morning for, for our kids and I'm just so grateful for what you guys are giving to our kids, to the next generation. You guys are leading the charge and just doing an astounding job. So we just want to honour you with a real small gift from your Freedom Centre family. I just want to honour Lee and Lilla, who just love to serve people. They just get in and help wherever it's needed. You always turn up. You always have a smile on your face. You just love serving and loving people. So thank you for being astounding lovers of people. I think that's two, isn't it? Yeah. So thanks for just being such a beautiful, amazing family. We love doing life with you guys, being a part of this family, being a part of this journey of pursuing Jesus and more of his kingdom. And we just can't wait to see where Jesus takes us this year. He just keeps blowing our minds with the freedom, the breakthroughs, the healings, the miracles. Um, everything that he's doing year on year. Like if you had said three years ago, this is what would have happened and this is where we'd be, I would have said, oh, I'd like to see that. But now we have, so. 
<laughs> Boss man. Um, this morning when I woke up, I heard the words, boys to men, boys to men, boys to men. And if you're a boy, um, or if you were a boy, <laughs> we used to have sword fights with sticks. And we used to try and jab with sticks and hit them, crack them over the head with a stick. And in the kingdom of God, um, we move to being men, which means that we learn to use the sword. We learn to use the word of God, um, the scriptures of God, and the voice of God in our life. And we've already created space in the Life of Freedom Centre to teach and train and equip guys, um, husbands or young men, um, to become men of God, to become warriors of God. Um, often in our 20s and 30s, we feel like we're, we're men living in a, sorry, we're boys living in a man's world. A lot of us haven't been equipped at all for relationships with our girls, with our wives, with our children. But here at Freedom Centre, we get to do that journey together. So you're not on your own. I know for me in my life, it was a, a stage of my life where I had to work it out by myself. Um, so about 15 years ago, Jesus said, the time of your trade is over. You're now here to, to fight for the hearts of men. So the rest of my life, I'm committed to seeing men of God rise up in a church community, um, leading their families well. Um, you know, as men, we're, we're the spiritual um, thermostats for our family. It's not our wives. Um, and a lot of guys, it's their wives are the th spiritual thermostats in their families. This isn't a religious responsibility. This is a responsibility that we're given when we fall in love with who Jesus is. And a lot of men haven't fallen in love with Jesus. Um, I used to think Jesus was a pansy, but now I think he's the most amazing, heroic man that walked the face of the earth. He can stand and love a prostitute and not give in to all her ways. He's not a creep. Um, he can love the tax collector. He fights for the rights of people that have no voice. Um, he gets stuck into the religious Pharisees of the church and all their legalism and laws. He sets humanity free. He gave a great demonstration of what it looks like to lay his life down for, for each and every individual. The scripture I got this morning was Ephesians 5. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her, by the washing of the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendour, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no other for no one ever hated him his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. So if you're in this church and you're a man, Jesus is the perfect role model of how we do the masculine journey. And on our men's camp this year, we're going to go through these scriptures and we're going to talk about the hearts of men. We're going to talk about what our responsibility is and, and not just a responsibility as a burden, but it's an astounding privilege. You know, I look at my wife and she's so beautiful and she's so in splendour and she's without wrinkle or blemish. I tell her that every morning as I serve her two cups of tea. True story. Because I learnt to fight with a sword. I learnt to fight for a girl that I fell in love with who never used to speak in public. I know that's hard to believe. Um, I've learnt to fight for our family to create a spiritual atmosphere where we learn to host the presence of God in our house. Um, I've learnt to fight for the hearts of my children, um, to, to train my boys up in the ways of Jesus, where they love Jesus. They've fallen in love with who he is. 
Their Jesus is a God of power, of miracles. You know, little Eli can't wait to get to youth group because he wants to get prayed for. My response would have been a little different with the church community that I was brought up with at his age. So Jesus wants to raise up men. He wants to heal their brokenness. He wants to heal their mistrust. Um, He wants to bring in a brotherhood of guys that can do life together, that can fight side by side, that can learn off one another, um, where we can raise up our families, our wives, and the, the broader community of believers in the ways of Jesus. That's what I'm passionate about. Put down your sticks and pick up your sword. What I love about this exercise is that none of them knew what the other ones were going to talk about. And none of them knew what the other one's prop was going to be. So it's awesome how entwined every single one of them is. You know, there's this awesome story in the, uh, in the book of Two Kings about Elisha the prophet. And it's one of my most favourite stories at the moment. That statement is said a lot because it changes a lot. And it's the story of Elisha and a king, the king of Aram. And the king of Aram continually goes to attack the Israelites. And as he goes to attack the Israelites, every time he gets there, the Israelites have already fled. And the king of Aram says to his men, go find me the spies amongst us that are telling the Israelites where we are and what we're doing. And as he does that, they go amongst all the people to find out that there are no spies. And then the man comes back to the king of Aram and the, king of, and the man says to king of Aram, hey, there ain't no spies here, my friend, but there is a man of God with the Israelites. And the man of God is telling them what you were doing and when you were doing it. And he says, easy done. Let's find him and get rid of him. And so they go out to find him. And as they come to find him on a mountain, uh, the whole army comes against Elisha and his servant. And the whole army is standing in front of two men and they are breathing their horse smells everywhere. And you can just imagine the swords, the clanging, the noises, the smell, the dust, the rubble as they stood on that hill. And as they stood on that hill, the servant of Elisha was scared. And he was shaking and he says, we're going to surely die. And the best bit of all is this bit. And Elisha reaches out his hand, places his hand on his servant and he says, Father, let him see. Let him see that the army that is within and the army that is right in front of him. And as he does it, the man's eyes are opened and the chariots of fire surround him and the angels are circled amongst them. And in that moment, that servant knew that the supernatural world is greater than the physical world in front of us. And that, my friends, is the word for this year. This is the year where you get to be the gift. You are the gift. You are the fire. I have a little pad of matches with a ribbon around it, which represents you. You guys are the ones that are going to reach out and pray for those to see the supernatural around them that is greater than the physical that is in front of them. You are going to be the people that reach out and say to your children, hey, let me introduce you to Jesus. Let me spark your fire and light you up with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you the miracles, the signs and the wonders that happen in that place that we go to on Sunday. That happens on Sunday, it happens on Monday, happens on Tuesday, happens on Wednesday, happens on Thursday, happens on Friday, happens on Saturday and dang, it happens on Sunday. It doesn't just happen in the Bible, but it happens today. This box of matches, I'm spitting, that's awesome. I'm spinning, Jazz. <laughs> Off target, sorry. So this box of matches represents not only that you are a gift to your family, but you are a gift to one another. 
This year in worship, we're going to see new kids brought into our worship band where people that are magnificently gifted like Ross and Kylie are going to lead an awesome team of people and raise them and equip them and teach them about how to worship in the presence of God. And they're going to light the fire and the spark in your children to be worshippers. This is the year that you're going to go down the street and Jesus is going to supernaturally have an awesome conversation with you and then you're going to meet others and introduce them to Jesus. This is the year that you realise it's not about me, but it's about you and Jesus. It's not about this platform, it's about the everyday today. This is the year, my friends, where you are the gift of fire to the world. This is the year where you are the light. This is the year that the unknown becomes the known. This is the year that miracles happen. This is the year where you seek wisdom beyond wisdom to solve a problem and you come up with an ingenious idea that is God's. This is the year where you, my friends, are the gift because the gift is in you. I say to you, are you ready to be the gift? I have a box of matches for each of you and it has a little ribbon around it. It took me a long time, but I prayed for each of you as I did it. As you take the box of matches, I want you to know that five years ago today, Adrian and I stood in front of a church. We'd never spoken before in our whole entire lives. And we stood there and we told the testimony of how my husband that died and went to heaven and came back got healed from an air bubble in his spinal cord, a slit in his spinal cord, a broken T7, all his ribs on the left and the right, a man that was taking opium-based drugs for five years was healed by your Holy Spirit and our God. And I will tell of the goodness of God till the day I die. And I will continue to tell that you guys are some of my favourite miracles ever. This year is the year of the gift. You are the gift. You are the light. You are Jesus' people. I love it. Come on. Don't forget your box of matches before you leave today, okay? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, one per family. There's more than that. Alrighty, how this next bit's going to work is we're going to bless you guys. I'm going to ask Rod and Laurie to come up. If you are a part of kids' ministry, if you do toddlers, if you are a part of kids' ministry, we value you and we want to bless you and pray for you right now as you go into this year. So stand up if you are a kids' men leader, a toddler leader. What else is there in that group? Kids, toddlers. Yes, I mean Sunday school. Yeah, that thing. So kids' church, stand up if you are a kids' church leader. I want you to all look at this. Everybody that is a kids' church leader, stand up. Dong, dong. These guys tirelessly and passionately love our kids. And we want to bless them and pray for them right now. If you are near them, I would love you to put a hand upon them to say, we are with you. And we bless you in your job this year that God has for you. So gather around them. Leaders, helpers, anyone. Yep, anyone that does kids. Okay, gather around them. Right. <laughs> Come Holy Spirit. Thank you Jesus. Thank you for these people. Thank you for their hearts. Their hearts to serve and to give to our next generation. Thank you for their attitudes that they just get in and they get it done and that they love on them. Jesus, 
You say the last shall be first and the first shall be last. God, I ask that you bless every leader with supernatural energy and an understanding of your Bible that they haven't seen before. Ask for wisdom to know and understand the Word of God. Jesus, I ask that you teach every leader new ways of doing this thing called church. Jesus, help us to make it sustainable. In your name, amen. Give our kids leaders an awesome round of applause. And invite Josh and Claire. If you are a youth leader or a part of youth, can you please stay standing or stand up? Geordie's just going to stay standing for them all. (laughs) Geordie is the king server. Alrighty. If you are near these guys, this is our youth leaders. So if you would like to put a hand upon these guys to bless them for the year, I'd really love you to do that. These are our awesome youth leaders. You've got Geordie, you've got Marley, you've got Jade, you've got Jazzy. Who else have I got? Jamo. 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 Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come right now. I thank you for each and every one of these people. More Holy Spirit. Fill them afresh with your love. Bring your intimacy. Entwine around them with your love. That they would know you deeper and more. We bless them with new encounters with you. That they would grow in love for you. That their hearts would burn with passion for you each day. Jesus, I thank you for these beautiful, beautiful youth. For the great investment that they are. For the fruits that we're already seeing. Jesus, I thank you for these, these workers that work alongside me, that have a heart to see your harvest come, that I have a heart to see these youth grow into passionate young people that know who their father is. Jesus, would you bless the households, that these places will be houses of fire and light, that as these youth and these youth leaders walk into their workplaces and to schools, Jesus, that you will be seen, that people encounter Jesus as they encounter them. Jesus, we just ask for you to increase our youth and increase our youth leaders. We ask for more. And Jesus, I just thank you for the honour that it is to invest because this is an investment that's going to pay dividends hundredfold. We honour you guys. Amen. Uh, Geordie, you can stay standing. (laughs) And anyone else that serves in hospitality, cleaning rosters, um, welcoming and just loving people in general, all our amazing servers, just stand up and we'll pray for you guys as well. Yeah. So hospitality, cleaning, welcoming... Lani Waterson, that's you. Johnny. Serena. So just get around these people and we'll we'll pray for them. Holy Spirit. Thank you that you place within us a heart to love and to flow your love out to everyone around. Thank you so much 
for the people here that are standing that have put their hand up to say, I will serve. Thank you for their heart and their consistency and their rocking up and doing because the hands of Jesus loves through all of you that are standing. Father God, thank you so much that this is a place where we can serve but that we can also receive and recognise the privilege that it is to be somewhere that we can... (laughs) It's the swimming lessons. (laughs) The Holy Spirit's calling from the pool. (laughs) That is where Olivia did her lessons, actually. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for the fun that we get to have when we serve together in family. And Holy Spirit, we just ask for supernatural energy and refreshment to fill each of our amazing servants here, to fill them with the energy to do the things you've called them to do, to serve the people you've called them to serve, to love the people that you've called them to love. Holy Spirit, we just ask for an increase in hunger to fall in this room, a hunger for the pursuit of you, for the kingdom of heaven on earth. We just bless each and every one of our amazing servants here and honour the way that they serve, all the little things that they do that are unseen. We honour the unseen serving and loving that happens in this place, Jesus. Thank you for the astounding lovers of people that you're raising up in this place. We bless and honour you all. In Jesus' name, amen. Jordy, you don't have to stand up for this one. (laughs) Worship team, our awesome, amazing, astounding worship team. Can you stand up? And also our women's team and our men's team. So that's you, Marianne. Andy's not here. Libs, all worship team. These guys are the most amazing servers. They're here early. They beat you all here. They're the last to leave. And they just lead us so beautifully. I just want you to just reach your hand out to them and place your hand upon them. These guys are a gift to us. Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Lord, for your worshippers. We thank you that they lead us to places where we're not quite feeling safe to go, but we follow the Holy Spirit in them. We thank You, Jesus, that they reach us higher. We thank You, Jesus, that they lead us into encounters of You. Holy Spirit, this year, open their eyes to see. Open their eyes to see the unseen world. May they see the angelic activity of heaven in the room, in their houses, in the loo, everywhere. Holy Spirit, we thank You for these worshippers. They are a gift. May You increase their creativity this year. Give them wisdom and creativity through their peace of being with You, Jesus. Jesus, we thank You for every single one of them. And we say, bring us some more to add to the pack. Jesus, we thank you for women's ministry and men's ministry too. We thank you for what we are overcoming in these two areas. We thank you for the vulnerability that is going to be unearthed at a new level. We thank you for the friendships and the relationships. We thank you, Jesus, that you love women and you love men. And we thank you for the people that you're going to bring into these groups that are going to meet you in a new way. And we just ask for more of you, Lord, more of you, more refreshment 
Just refresh, Lord. Feel the refreshment lives in Marion. Feel it washing over you. Just receive. You don't have to do anything. Just receive. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks, guys. All right, last but not least, um, all our home group facilitators and facilitators team, just invite you to jump up the front here quickly. Um, John and Joanne V are starting an amazing, awesome, powerful home group this year as well. So all our facilitators team um, and home group teams, just line up, don't be shy. Facing, facing everyone else, not us. Get out there, Jess. So what I love about these guys is we believe that Jesus equips the called. And that means that we get to learn on the job. So we get to make mistakes on the job. We get to learn and grow. Um, we get to become the people that Jesus has called us to become. So some of these guys have had prophetic words of um, doing a church plant, um, being a leader of 300 people, um, being pastors, being home group leaders, whatever roles that they're in. Um, and... When that happens in a prophetic culture, it's my responsibility to give them space to grow into that and to become that person. Um, like we talked about the other week, that we're the, we're the potter in God's hands. So these guys are not here because they're super spiritual. They're here because they love Jesus and they're obedient to his word, even though some of them can't, don't even believe it, that they can become what Jesus has called them to be. But out of their obedience, that's why they're standing here. So just extend your hands out and we'll just pray and bless these guys. Jesus, we just thank you for these amazing people that have put up their hand and said yes to you. And Father, as a community of people, we will serve them, we will uphold them, we will honour them even if they make mistakes and we will be committed to go on this journey that you've called us onto. We just release revelation to these people that they would teach and train and equip with kingdom revelation, that they would create culture within this community that these home groups would be a place where we get to do life together, we get to journey together, we get to cry together, we get to laugh together, we get to celebrate together, we get to meet Jesus together. Jesus, we bless what, you, what you're doing this year and we just say yes. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Sorry, I was part, part the tall C. <laughs> you know, I just have to add to that, like your team is only as strong as you are and this is an amazing team of people that have laid down their lives for you guys and I just want to honour them because they have cared for us and loved us so beautifully and continue to do so and these guys represent us amazingly. And you guys, amazingly, they give hours and hours of time for each of you, not because they have to, but because they love you. That's it. And I honour each and every one of them and for the future of this year. And I honour you guys too, because the thing I love about this place the most is that everybody gets to have a go. And that the beautiful thing is that we fail and we celebrate it and we get back up again. And that's grace. And I love that, that we all get to have a go. It's not about one person, but it's about Jesus in all of us.
So Freedom Centre 2019 is an amazing year. Grab hold of it and don't let go because it's going to fly. Okay? I just want you guys to keep these guys in your prayers. And if you have any words for them throughout the year or even today or want to pray for them or bring your kids to pray for them, I would encourage you to do that. But I just want to thank you all for being you and it's awesome. So thanks, guys. You can grab a seat. Just stand up. You've done amazing. It's been longer than normal. Stretch your legs. Thank you, everybody, for your patience to listen. Thank you for your hearts to be a part of this. Okay, put your, grab a hand at the person next to you if they're friendly in, a, in the right way. Grab person's hand behind you. Grab a hand. Grab a hand. Grab a hand. Holy Spirit, as iron sharpens iron, may we sharpen each other with you. Holy Spirit, release your presence and your power in this room right now through relationship, through companionship. There it is. And through passion for you. There we go. Holy Spirit, as iron sharpens iron, as you are our great companion, Holy Spirit, ignite the fire in each and every one of us today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill our kids. Fill their rooms, fill their dreams. May they go to bed dreaming of the impossible things they're going to do with you. I love you guys, but Jesus loves you more. Have an awesome day. Take more of that. This side of the room, take it all. That's it. Take it all. It's a beautiful presence right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. More. Just release. Holy Spirit, move in your people. That's it. New relationships. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, more. Thank you, Jesus. Restore the things that are broken in relationship. Heal them in this moment. Thank you, Jesus.